yeah, but I was logged in on my phone, so like everything was popping up on that too. Okay, now I'm good. I'm on just uh, my computer. I got a I got a soundboard on the on the iPad here. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a long one in case somebody really fucks up. <laughs> and then I got the intro. You know, we're gonna add to it. Oh shit! We're stepping it up for 2023. You know. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Big yeah, things. Blow up your car in the background. We're good to go here. <laughs> and uh, I'm, a, I'm a just going to test the Safari audio real quick. It's Can a you, know, you hear this? He was cheap. Yeah, I hear that. Like, this guy was creating uh, graphics in Excel. Somehow he I've seen that before. I never like clicked on it or did anything, but I've heard of him before. It's crazy shit. And if you notice in the bottom right hand corner, I got the logo animated over there now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are good to go here. Um, yeah. So where should we start? Do we start with some edits? Do we start with some house shit? Like before, like when we were trying to get everything set up, I was watching Swamp Fest stuff. I think that's like what everybody's probably paying attention to right now at this time. Like new videos popping up like every couple of hours practically. It seems like like they really got it pinned down with like the quality of the videos that are popping up online. Yeah. Yo, you're, uh, your beard slash jacket's doing the whole brush. brush oh, fuck. Thing. On the headphones? Yeah, if you tuck that one butt into your shirt like you did before, that would probably work. Your right one. Yeah, what did I do before? The right one. You took the the butt out and put it in your shirt. And I think too far. Too Good. Far. You got that little chunky thing. You need to stick out. The little volume control. That's your microphone. Caveman told you. <laughs> that sounds bad. Is it working now? Yeah. Yeah, you're solid. Okay. Can you hear me okay still with only one? Yeah, because I'm just looking at the freaking window in the background, blowing everything out. Like, this room's no better than the room I used to be in, so I, <laughs> whatever. It's all good. It happens. I, yeah, I, I saw the, I'm hearing myself, like, in, in double time, which is mad annoying, and it, I can hear myself too much, but mm -hmm. it's going to record fine, so I just got to get over it. Um, cool. So, yeah, I saw the, I saw the swamp shit. There was like a walkthrough, like, oh, of course, walkthrough. And I'm like, the place is that always was... fucking burnt yeah. down. Like, can we get this like a week before it gets burnt? Okay, so I didn't click on that one yet, but I saw Trey in the thumbnail and I saw like course overview or whatever and yeah. didn't watch. I, I watched uh, the beginning one from Dig where they were showing building it. Then I watched like the Reed Stark, like Vert Wall Jam, and mm -hmm. then uh, the Pit Viper Jam. Right. Wasn't bad. I haven't watched any of them yet. I just saw little bits on Instagram and the thumbnails on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it, though. They're, like, building all the way up until the last second. But it's like, fuck, man. It's already burnt. It's almost like, why even watch that? I'm rather just watch the actual riding and not even watch a walkthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were talking about, like, oh, everything getting torn down, everything getting burned down, and then pouring the cement. And that's exactly what Baboon says in the one edit. I forget which one it oh, was. Yeah. But he was okay. like, yeah, it's a mind fuck to put all this effort into stuff, you know, be here for weeks, getting everything ready. 
and then it just gets burned down at the end. It's just, I, I guess that is a weird concept to work so hard and then know that it's just, I don't, I don't know. Just, it is weird. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. That's how he's doing his project, you know, props to him for being able to put on something like so big and so crazy, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. It seems like that's the one reliable thing, you know, it's going to pop up every year. Awesome content's going to come out. It's going to be really watchable. And I'm not sure what else comes to mind. I'm probably missing something, but that one is really reliable. Yeah, I mean, it's also like the new ghetto comp in a way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, I don't think they were burning the ramps down at the end, but at the same time, it's like, what other ratty DIY kind of thing is there? Yeah, there... I man, I don't know. There could be something we're for, we're forgetting, but that is like the number one one. Yeah. Shit. So I'm excited to watch more of that shit and check it out. It seems pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I saw Reed Stark do the the uh, rail all the way up. Yeah, with the bell at the top. That that was a cool challenge, or not challenge, whatever you want to call it. That was a cool contest. Because uh, yeah, when you're building that, how high do you expect somebody to go? Like, where do you stop building that that's not going to be attainable yeah i saw his caption where it said he didn't hit the bell but he's happy to walk away from it i'm like yeah (laughs) oh yeah exactly because you can throw yourself at that a million miles an hour and you could hit the bell but that doesn't mean you're going to roll away from it It doesn't mean you're going to make it backwards so you got to take that into account when you're trying to go for it too so it is funny to think about damn Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. You think you would have done it? Not in front of all those people. Like realistically, <laughs> like in my in my old age, like I'd love to try it when nobody was looking, and I would take it so slow. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't haul at it. I'd feel it out and do it super slow at first. Not super slow. I'd take it in like increments. Yeah. To see to feel it out, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I either wouldn't do well under pressure or it would like fully egg me on into something out of my realm of ability. <laughs> so it'd be like a bipolar kind of thing. I don't know. People right. don't look at me or I'm going to go insane. I, I don't know <laughs> what would happen. Have you ever entered any contest before? I don't know if we ever talked about that. Oh my God. Um, so the union ramp park back in maybe, I guess I was like, 19 or 20 years old um paul haran and i believe it was with bone death at the time um we used to have union ramp park in westchester it was called borderline when it was a skateboard only park it was indoors and um it shut down for a couple years or so it it was only skateboards shut down for a couple years um it reopened as union ramp park and after being open for some amount of time whether it was a year or two um but I do believe it was the it was Paul Haran with Bone Death. Um, they added a bunch of like goofy ass obstacles. I entered that, and um, I don't even remember what happened. I think I just had. I, I do remember that was the first time I ever saw Ben Hiddle and um, Garrett Reeves. They came up, I guess, from Maryland, and they were in it. And I think uh, I I did a run and I had no idea how a contest worked. Like I kind of got hung up on one, like I didn't use the whole course, you know, I kind of just had no idea what I was doing. Um, So it didn't really amount to anything for me. And then I do remember years ago, I don't even know if I can drive yet. I mean, I was probably 
14, 15, 16, um, our local shop lowriders had a contest in their parking lot. I mean, that was a long time ago. I did the bunny hop contest. And I want to say I came in like third, but no, I never did anything contest wise otherwise. Did you feel any pressure just doing that kind of stuff? I didn't feel at, at the time, mm -hmm. like the low riders contest, it was cool. Cause I was like the young guy, like I'd never done anything like that. And like, I knew I could bunny hop high back then. Yeah. So I knew that was kind of like something I did want to partake in, even though I was so young. Yeah. And then, um, the union contest, it was, it was all the homies. Um, it was more of, um, like the non-locals that I think I was maybe just like shy or aware of, or I don't know. I, I had the guys I rode with every single Friday night or every single weekend and kind of knew how they all rode. And mm -hmm. we kind of all rode slightly differently and had our, like, strengths and weaknesses and then you had these other guys come in and it was just this mix-up where like you didn't know what they were gonna do and uh <laughs> i don't know i guess i'm like neutral on how that went right that's cool though you had a little bit of confidence yeah i entered like one contest ever but it was like at the at the lebanon park so it was like this is my jam <laughs> yeah i mean I, I was barely had any bike control but they're still your local so you had confidence there that was actually when I got the nickname Snake Bite. Um, oh, so that was way back. That was like you, Cody, and Brandon, and who else would have been there? Oh, dude. So uh, Fatim came, Dan Foley okay. came, uh, Dan Foley, Fatim, all the Jesse J, and a bunch of the Philly dudes like Ben, like that were from Reading actually. Oh they, shit! They came out. Okay. They cool. all came and. Uh, Kyle put my name in a snake bite, and at that point in time, I did not like that name. I thought I was whack. I just wanted to be called my own real name because I'm like, it's my first fucking contest. I was like, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure where, you know, you think you have a BMX career at that point, you know, you're just all kinds of things. But what ended up happening is when I went to go move to Philly, all the people that were that were now living in Philly remembered me from that event yeah and that's that's how i snowballed how to control <laughs> that's funny yeah but hey we're here dude what kind of jacket is it that thing looks sick uh redhead from cabela's i don't know i liked it because it was right so it's the quarter zip with the hoodie so i just kind of like that i hadn't really seen that before yeah. so you can kind of undo that or zip it up all the way and still have the hood so Looks like a parka oh, or something, maybe. I don't know. What'd you say? Is it like a parka? No, nah, it's just a hoodie. It's just a hoodie, but the neck. I mean. Oh, it's just a hoodie. Oh, it's just a hoodie. Yeah, it's just wow. a hoodie with like a quarter zip, but then also a hood. So just something a little different I hadn't seen before. Nice. Solid, solid. I'm bust. I'm breaking in some new merch. This is. Actually yeah, I know. I tried. I tried mine on the other night, and I was like, "Please don't shrink too bad in the in the washer." Oh. Don't try your shit, man. Don't try it. Yeah. No, I, but no, they fit. The blanks were, they fit well enough that I don't think they're going to shrink too bad. I was pretty psyched on the fit of them. Nice. Solid. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're dialing things in here one problem at a time, you know. Fucking. Yeah. Speaking of like dialing stuff in, I kind of had that on um, our little outline. If you wanted to talk about like R&D and some of the stuff you've been going through for the past few months, like. I, did we try to cover that in the last our, our our failure pod? Did we talk about that a little bit? 
a little bit. I don't think we did like a full thing or anything. I think, and and now you have like the full blown success. Like it's yeah. it's done. Like you got it dialed in. Like you have the final product. Like that's just it was so cool to see that whole thing from inception to whatever the fancy word would be finalization. Yeah, it was. I can't believe how much work went into it, but you know, coming out of the other side, especially being able to get it to look exactly the way I want, mm-hmm. but also having like the skills to take to other things now. Like, if I wanted to 3D model our house, I could. Like, yeah, it'll be a little rough around the edges because I'm not gonna put in everything like the molding or some random shit. But it's like now, nah, like it's baptism by fire, you know? Like, you know, you teach it. it what's it called? when you teach yourself like trial and error you know you have no one to you have no one to bitch to you because you made a mistake except for yourself and because of that like you have more patience with yourself but also like you learned it the hard way so now you're building on it kind of faster i mean it's like you learn slower but you remember harder yeah and you know like what causes what to go wrong or where the failures are going to be, and you know, like know how to avoid them in the future. Oh yeah, I, I can't believe how much fucking money and time I wasted trying to figure this shit out. But it's it's there you'll, now. The lead stress. You'll recoup a chunk of that, don't you think? Like you'll recoup some of what, what went into it. And I mean, somebody could even come to you and say, "Hey, design this," and you could design it and not go, you know, go right to success. Mm-hmm. And like you said, add that to your resume. Yeah. And uh, you could do that. Once this ledge dressing drops and companies or people want to come to me to get their custom wax shit figured out, I can help them. I ain't going to want to be the one pouring it because I'll tell you that. That shit's a labor of love. <laughs> yeah, you just like sell the mold and that's it. Yeah, because it's just so much work. I don't want to be pouring anybody else's wax. There's no there's no margin for profit yeah. in your own shit, let alone doing it for someone else. And it's like, all right, so now how much are you going to charge for this? There's no... There's no room for it, but just doing something cool is fun, you know? Oh, yeah, doing it for yourself instead of paying somebody else to do it. I mean, we're talking about somebody paying you, but, I mean, at least, like, you weren't paying somebody else to do it. Yeah, I, I tried to pay somebody else to do it. That's what fucking happened, and it kept shitting to bed over and over again. I was like, all right, well, and you helping me acquire the 3D printer was, like, a, a yeah. huge step, you know? Cause yeah, well— we uh we talked about Hinkins making wax a little while back, and I think his mold was like all made out of aluminum. But you know, it wasn't branded; it didn't have a logo on it or anything. But I know that was his mold process, and you kind of just like dive into that, and then you tech you took it so many steps farther to get the logos on there and form everything, get a specific shape, thanks yeah. to printing it. Yeah, I don't know how uh, the big brand BMX companies are making their wax or how they're sending it overseas to get it done i was checking mm-hmm. out like some of them like the one eclat one it had like graphics sticking out of all five all, you know every side of it i was like damn <laughs> that looks actually really good <laughs> see i have a new appreciation for like a finished wax product at this point yeah and even even just the recipe of the wax because how many times have you gone to cvs or the dollar store and you buy some wax that you go to wax and the colored outside falls off and then inside is all sandy and grainy and it ultimately sucks to use yeah i did that before i tried to buy i have a very specific uh brand of wax i've been using since i started 
and once you said to me this shit slides really good because because you would always have like a fucking dinner plate of wax with you at yep. all times and i was like if anybody's gonna if anybody if lawhead gives me a compliment on the wax then i know it's good because he's been you know using everything so i ended up trying to go the cheap route and i ordered some shit off amazon and i i melted it down i tried it and i sent i sent one to ishan this was like over a year ago two years ago mm-hmm. i don't know how long ago but it and I was like, yo, how was it? And he's like, not good. And I, I went to go try it. I'm like, yo, this is slowing down the ledge. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. It was like just some shitty, really shitty off-brand stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, so mixture is really important. And fucking smell. Ledge dressing is going to come with a nice smell. And I don't know if any other bike wax is coming with a smell. Yeah, I wonder too. I don't. That's something I've I've like fallen out of the loop of that. I don't know who's offering what or like the last actual company wax that I've seen. It was a long time ago that I kept up with it. Yeah, and I just yesterday I made it a point to go look at all the bike companies and all their waxes and see what the fuck's going on. See if they're oh it smells like cherries or something. No, nope. mm-hmm. it's not even in their fucking. If it does smell, they're not even telling you it smells. It's like all right, cool. Because guess what? Les dressing is going to be the best shit you can fucking buy. This is any other com- any other company I picture their wax smelling like the hockey puck in a urinal like that cherry smell <laughs> like I just picture that being the smell for some reason <laughs> yep and and oh we could talk about this the smell that I am using for ledge dressing original uh, is discontinued uh, in in its normal form so I had to go get it in liquid form which I don't know how much longer that's gonna keep going so I had to stock up on that. And uh, I fucked up. I I put the smell into wax, and I didn't mix it well enough on the one one mm-hmm. of the times I was casting it, and it completely uh, didn't mold correctly. So you have to like really mix it in there well. It's like the chemicals or whatever. I don't know. Well, people definitely see a difference. Like there's some <clears throat> sometimes you use like the dollar store wax, and you might have to like double fist grind it into the rail you know up and down 20 times or you take like you know one of your little bricks and you do one run and yeah. you're good <laughs> and you're not bl- you're not blowing out the entire brick trying to wax up like an already steel rail it's yeah. just like that little bit you need on there and you're yeah. good yeah you might not even need to do all sides of the rail you might just do one swipe on that thing that's all you really yeah. need yeah, and you're not using both hands, forcing your entire upper body to, like, <laughs> grind this wax. You know, it's like a nice, like, ah, like, just on, and you're good. Yeah. When it comes to breaking in a brand new ledge, that's that remains to be seen, what you can get away with there, because uh, I, would, I wouldn't advise using that little puck on breaking in a ledge. But then again, I saw Angus with the fucking uh, brick rub when we wrote mm-hmm. that, um, do they, what do they call it, mini baldy? that spot in philly yeah okay yeah fake so, fake baldy mini bald yeah yeah i've been there a couple times <clears throat> never have we ever waxed or grinded those steps into the bank and then that one day when we were all to get there together and angus is out there with the brick rub he dialed it in like just rubbed it and then somebody hit it with some wax and it was like holy fuck i'm thinking next product idea is an angus an angus brick rub <laughs> oh shit well, uh, yeah, Gerber Gerber made that handle for, uh, was it Feeble Wax? He made that brick rub handle. Oh, shit, did he? 
I think so. I, I saw it pop up a little while ago, and I think he made like a feeble. I, I you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was a feeble life handle for a brick brick rub. Sick. Yeah. Nice. It it you know it depends too like the amount of effort you put into a ledge or whatever. Like, am I ever going to be back here? How long do we have to be here? How bad do I want to get this done? So there's like all those factors that go into how much time and energy you put into a, a spot. Yeah, and if if you have metal and plastic or you have the option to put on plastic while you're there at the spot, you're probably not going to have to put as much wax down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, the the pod you did with Howard, you know, I thought I had all these extra goofy things I did, and then when he was dropping, like, different pedal sizes, different peg lengths, I was like, holy yeah. shit, I never took it that far. Jeez, the the pedal size, that, that was cool to hear because that never – I mean, I've had that issue, but it never dawned on me to carry different size pedals. Like, I never even thought about that. Um, and then the idea of having, like, a five-inch long peg, like, if you needed it, I was like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And – and the fact that that clip was that one clip, like the feeble hop over grind down was completely integral to having, like you said, he nipped his pedal on the way up still. Like he had to change yep. his setup. For yeah. It. So wild, like such a calculated rider, you know? Yeah. And like, that is the worst feeling when skill wise, you can achieve something and it's like your, mechanical technology, whatever you want to call it, that's holding you back. Like, you know, you can physically do that, but it's like, I'm hitting this thing that I can't change right now, but if you could change it, you could get it done. Yeah. That's what maybe he first put on plastics. I was riding a sub Rosa rail and it was like, obviously it was about to rain or whatever, but I would wax it all the way up fucking three ways to Sunday. And I still couldn't get to the end of a sub Rosa rail. <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out of here this is trash yep. like let me let me throw on some plastics i was like seeing my one buddy just sliding like it's like he's not having a bad day mm -hmm. so it's like humidity comes into play you know weather oh and that's the other thing is like the winter blend is a softer wax so that way you're not like double fisting trying to smear some shit on your rail <laughs> oh that's like a real thing too because i remember taking like my brick of wax like you know years ago in, in the bag and putting on the defrost in my van, like just cranking up the defrost, getting the wax soft and then going out because it was frozen from being in my van and you're riding in like the winter and it's, you know, in the twenties or thirties outside. So yeah, it is, that never even dawned on me either. Like, oh, you can have wax, it's different densities. Never even dawned on me back then. We're taking over the wax game right now. <laughs> feeble life, feeble life's cool. All the big brand <laughs> companies though, we're coming for you. <laughs> Shit. Damn. <coughs> oh, excuse me. No. Who you're really coming for is Park Tools and their levers. They better watch out. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> coming in. I think I've sent you like 40 pairs of levers. <laughs> you can see them like right there over my shoulder. They're in the box. Yeah. They came out so fucking good. Like so sturdy. I'm... That, that filament, I'm just absolutely in love with that filament. I'm so happy with how that prints and how strong it is. And like so that strong. orange, I was just telling Gerber the other day, I was like, that is my favorite filament that I've done anything with. I can't break it. If you're breaking it, you're probably using it wrong. That's. I'm, I'm going to be impressed if you break it. You know, show yeah. me it broken and I'll print more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'd love to <laughs> print more, figure something out or. Yeah. Fuck, man. 
you know, could, could you put that guarantee out here? If you break this on your bike, we'll send you another one. <laughs> then, then you get one, you get one that got claimed and you see it and it's like half hacksawed and it's like, yeah, yeah, really. It's like the old school Haro uh, warranty all over again. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've had the park tool, the blue uh, levers, and then I had some yellow brand for a couple years. And I remember in the cold, I snapped the blue ones. Yeah. And then I want to say the yellow ones, whatever brand that was, might have been so hot, I bent them and couldn't use them anymore. I don't know. Maybe it just depends on leaving your tools in your car. And, like, that's really the that test of strength. Yeah. I remember having a pair of the blue ones, like, completely just give up. Like, just turn into limp noodles. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, and nowadays you have things so much easier when you have a low profile rim with a 2.5 tire back in the day we had like a 195 with a alex triple wall that mm-hmm. you're trying to get off so it was different back in the day yeah yeah exactly i tried it on my uh my old eclat rim that i'm now currently retiring uh used to be a bitch to get tires on and off and the levers work perfectly on that guy so i'm like that's a good sign you know so yeah lots of lots of new products dropping here really soon i I can't thank you enough for helping with the levers it was it was yeah it's been fun i mean it's been fun trying everything out and seeing what works well and it just doing the r d on something like that helps me print that much better and understand filaments and like understand different settings so I, I loved having a little project like that. I had so much fun doing that. Fuck yeah. How are other things going? Should we uh should we step in the house stuff? Work oh dude, real life stuff. stuff like I, I I was glad you texted me this morning because you were like, Oh, are we still gonna do that pod? And I'm like dragging ass, not even really getting my day started, and I was like, Oh fuck. I have to I have to get all these things done before Matt and I are gonna do this and uh it helped get my ass in gear. I just do you know when you you want to get all these things done, but they really, not that they don't have urgency, but they don't have, they don't have to be done by any time. Right. Yeah. So I've had a lot of dumb projects like that. Like we're redoing, not even really redoing. We're just repainting the whole upstairs. And then I swapped my office with, um, you remember the spare room you stayed in? Yeah. So I moved my office into there and, uh, we kind of got rid of the spare room concept because we, we said, okay, we've had, we've been here three years. We've had four times somebody slept over. So we've used that room four times in three years. So like, do we really need a spare room? Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of got rid of that. Um, but I guess like my mentality is I always want our house to be turnkey ready if we want to sell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I want to be able to sell at any minute and have the whole house. Like when we bought the house, we picked, not not that we picked out all these things, but there were things that we picked out and uh, we kind of had the sellers by the balls and they, you know, fixed that or replaced this or updated that. And uh, when we sell, I just wanted to be like, this is ready to go. You don't have to do anything. Just move in. You're good. Everything's addressed. And that's what I'm always trying to keep up with. So trying to just keep things as new as possible and as like modernized and not really falling behind on things. Yo, for real, I put in a, a smart, um, smoke alarm, like a Google Nest smoke alarm. Oh, that's cool. And I didn't even, I installed it and I was like, yeah, Leanne, it's all set up. And 
I didn't even understand the exact use of it until she was like, yeah, in case we're away, we will know if this, if there's something wrong at the house. Oh, we got it. We have to talk about that after the pod, because that is one of my biggest concerns because the neighbors below me, like don't speak English. And I think they're old. The neighbors above me are 95 years old. I don't know if they can freaking hear anything. And then, um, I think I told you before the guy behind me, I actually went to high school with, and, uh, there was one day that I heard, have you ever heard like a house security alarm going off? Like that, that noise, that like ping noise, mm. like an ADT or a Sloman shield or whatever, Never like that life, ping. Maybe in like a movie or something. So I went outside to like do something with the dog and I heard that ping yeah. and it was kind of either coming from his, his neighborhood or it could have even been his house. And I texted him and I said, Hey man, you know, this might be overkill or it might just be like, um, I, I don't know. I said, I would want somebody to tell me, but I hear a security alarm going off, like kind of towards your house. And he was like, Oh, it's not mine, but thanks for texting me. And I said to him, I'm like, yeah, I'm worried if we weren't home and our smoke alarm was going off, would anybody outside of the house ever hear that? Right. Dude, they're worth it, man. Some smart shit is actually worth it. Yeah, I want to look into that. I like the sound of that. Get some kind of alert on my phone if I'm not home, if it was going off. Yeah, and you can address it just like you were there. You know, call the cops, get somebody over there. What do you do? Yeah. So we got a, a Nest thermostat for our, like, wedding, uh, whatever thing, shopping list where people – I remember you saying that, yeah. And uh, that, that was one of those things where I was like, this is going to be one of those things that will be put into the house that, like, when we go to sell the house, they're going to be like, oh, cool, there's some, like – it's a little bit older house, but it has some kind of updated things to it. Yeah. I yep. can't fucking figure out the cords because, like, I watched a YouTube video where they were like, oh, you because you need, like, a fifth cord for the, the nest. Mm-hmm. You need a, a power that comes to it. Or else you can use a, a battery. You can set it up with a battery, but when that battery goes out, you're shit out of luck. If that battery does it alert out, you when the battery is dead? Like, does it like it chime does. or anything? It does. So if you stayed up on it, you should be good. But then you'd also mm-hmm. need to get like a steady supply of batteries, which is kind of weird. I mean, unless you had like a rechargeable one. It would. I mean, it would be cool to see the battery last six months. But if you're going through monthly batteries, that's whack. It's like, yeah, it's a good point. Like maybe I should try and set it up anyways. But like. What I saw on YouTube was like this guy's like, oh yeah, you buy the the wire with the five cords in it, mm-hmm. and you go down your basement and you basically tie the new wire to the old wire and you go up to your where the hallway is and you just pull it, you just ran the cord, and now you just plug it in and you're all set. But with my house, this guy built this whole shit himself, so oh uh, yeah, so the cord comes down and then spider webs out into all these different contacts and then yeah. on a beam on like oh. a wooden beam and then there's another one right here and they all like fucking crisscross onto this other oh. contact and then that goes to an electrical panel that completely confused the fuck out of me i'm like but like you said like that's one of those things where you're trying to update your house a little bit so like i'm excited to get that on now now that i got the smoke detector going i'm like oh cool now we're gonna yep. fucking talk to each other and we can set shit without having to do it manually but yep yeah while we're on the while we're on the topic of fucking heating and cooling like hvac shit this fucking wing nut 
So do you? Oh yeah, you sent me that, and I was like, "What is that?" I I was so just perplexed by that in that duct, whatever you call that. Just yeah. what is that? <laughs> Yo, so it was like all janky and loose and rusted out, but it, it was all working. And then Leanne's uncle came through the one day, and he's like, "Dude, we gotta fix that. That's fucked up." And I'm like, "All right." So we went and we fixed it. We got brand new tubing, got a brand new. I don't even know what it's called, like soffit vent, something weird. Mm -hmm. And we put it all in, and we got it to work. And then later we were like, "Man, it's kind of fucking cold in here. Like, what's going on?" The blower was pulling it, pulling it, but the igniter wasn't actually lighting the gas. And it's like, oh, so we're just like pumping gas out of the house. Like we're not even. So. I've woken up multiple times with the heat not running and I could hear like just the motor whizzing. Ah. Uh. And it's like all, it's just this dumb little wing nut on this stupid little thing that keeps the draft from coming into your pipe further. So basically yeah. it creates like a certain amount of pressure so that it, it can actually ignite the gas. So you have a fan up, upstream that's gonna pull everything forward but that fan is like, I guess, not necessarily overpowered, but it's pulling too hard. So you have to use this damper to make it so it's not pulling so hard. So it can actually light. And the other night, I had this all set up. And then the other night, I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I just hear it going. And it's freezing in here. Like, if I would have kept sleeping for the rest of the night, like, we would have had, like, frost in the inside of our windows or some shit. It's like 17 degrees out. What so what what's cold in your house? Like what do you consider cold? Like what what would be low for you guys? We we keep our thermostat set at like sixty. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm I my my hat is off to you that you're allowed to get away with that. I wish I could run the house at sixty. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets hot. Like the, what I also learned is you can change the temperature of how like how hot the air's coming out like to your vents you can change okay. that somehow i'm not exactly positive how it works but so when the heat does get up go on even if it's set at 60 like mm -hmm. certain parts of the house are kind of like hot pockets where it's like if we set that if we set it to like 65 we're like sweating in certain parts of the house damn so okay it's, it's weird yeah so, yeah we, we keep it low but then like once it drops below 60, you start, like, feeling a draft. And you're like, shit, it's getting cold in here. What's going on? So, and then, like, the little thing I was telling you about with the wing nut. Yeah. It fucking, it'll start rattling and get mad annoying. Like, this, this weirdest, <laughs> like, not, even when it's tight, it'll rattle, right? Well, semi-tight. And the one day it was rattling, and I was like, fuck this. I'm going down there. I went down there, and everything was running. The heat was actually pumping. And I went and I touched it to, to tighten it so it didn't rattle and burnt the shit out of my fingers. Luckily, it didn't even like. It, it was that hot? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Because what's that close to? Like, isn't that like right by like your rafters or something? Uh, I mean, sort of, but like it's not that, it's not going to light anything on fire like that. Like, just it, the idea it's pumping out that much heat like that sucks. It, I mean, it's not more just, insulated. Yeah, you're just not supposed to touch it. And that's the other thing I read in that book was like insulating your uh, your vents to get more efficiency out of them. Yeah, that's yep. So cool. Like learning all kinds of shit. Like, um, 
just like like you said before about like random shit just cleaning up the house like i'm starting to finally figure out what you're talking about like yeah we have this little closet it's a little shit closet and you have to shut it kind of hard to get it to latch and sometimes i'll like doof 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 click like yeah. and leanne gets all pissed off because i'm like basically spiking the door shut and i was like all right i know how to fix this I don't know why I never fixed it before. So I took off the metal plate, dremeled like a like an eighth inch further in, in it, melted yep. it back in, chiseled yep. out the wood, and I was like, people probably lived here this you know, this whole time slamming that fucking thing for the past fifty fucking years. Yeah, either yeah, either it was like older people that didn't know better or younger people didn't know better, or somebody flipped it, you know, whomever. Yeah, it just it's it's taken a little bit of time having the right tools, you know, kind of like dialing something in yep. and they probably just put that in there the way it was sent to them, like from the factory and it never worked right. Yeah. And it's like <clears throat> this shit. I mean, I hate the closet cause it's so, it's so narrow. I can't even like go into it to like grab, pull something out. I have to turn yeah. sideways to even get anything. So I already hate the closet, but it's like that shit would fucking add, you know, like little shit adds up throughout the day. Like, if I have to yep. deal with that closet and now Leanne's mad at me because I fucking slammed the closet, it's like, all yep. right, now there's no issue. I can gently yep. close it. It works perfectly. And it's like – and every time I open it now, it's like a little bit of peace. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many things I fix that it took me more time to get all the tools out than to actually fix the annoying issue. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, I mean, in a good way. It's like just a matter of not being lazy, just – get the tools out of the basement, get the tools out of the garage, mm -hmm. fix whatever's bothering you, and then it's going to be good to go for the next person. Yeah, it, it, it pays it forward. Like, it, that's never not going to pay it forward. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking A, man. House shit, dog. How, it, and it never ends. It never ends. No matter, like, you, you could totally think you see the end in sight. It's never done. I don't know. Like, I guess I'm hearing my dad's voice, like in the back of my head, like what I grew up with or something, but it's just never, there's always something else to do. Um, yeah. Even, yeah. even just with yard work, like the yard work being seasonal, you're always doing something, whether you're shoveling snow, bringing firewood in, mowing the lawn, like you're always doing something like these are like 30 year old problems. I don't know. Some kind of, there's probably some kind of meme out there making yeah. fun of us, but like, 30-year-old issues. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but a fucking tree fell on my house. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know you were going to talk about that. Like, you sent me the picture, and I just thought, yep. I I knew those pine trees. That was going to happen. Like, seeing those pine trees in your backyard, that's yeah. what they do. And then the arborist, so, like, the tree falls in our yard. I was, like, going to just try and handle it. For some reason, because yeah. it looked like it didn't really do any damage. And then shout out to Andrew Vargerson. He's like, dude, just call the insurance. Like first thing you. Yeah. Insurance, homeowners insurance is fucked up. So. Any insurance. Yeah, insurance in general is a fucking. Scam. Yep. And. Basically, they couldn't check. They couldn't give us like a claim or anything until the tree was off, but. Who's going to pay for the tree to get off? Yeah, exactly. And, you're going to pay for it. Then you're going to be trying to get reimbursed and it's going to suck. It's one of those things where they're, they're like talking to you by the book. But realistically, what they're trying to say is you can go around the book. Like I said to him, I'm like, 
so y'all can't come and check this out until the tree's off. And they're like, correct. I'm like, so what if I fall and get hurt trying to take the fucking tree off? And they're like, no. So basically we had the tree dude come and get uh, us a quote. And then we submit that to insurance. Mm -hmm. Insurance is like, all right, as long as there's damage, you guys will get reimbursed for that. And it's like, well... So if there's no damage, we sh- we could have just did it ourselves and never even bothered with the headache. Yeah. So the the dudes come and they fucking they mowed through that shit so fucking fast. And yeah. But, but when they came, the the quote dude, the arborist, he came and he saw our trees. He's like, those should never be printed uh, planted that close. That uh, dude. That's what I said. That's what I said when I was there. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're way too grown in. They should be yep. huge trees, but they're never going to be that big because they're kind of crowding each other out. And then it, then I realized like how much of a liability it is to have trees on your property, especially tall ones. Well, so, and there's pines because the boughs break so easily. Yeah, exactly. And so the you know the tree dudes come. They make light work out of it. Way lighter work than I would ever, you know, done with it. And mm-hmm. there's like. I, there was like a dent in like the aluminum thing on our roof, and that was about it. Which we're lucky because after the tree was removed, now we're trying to get the insurance guy out here to actually look at it, right? The insurance guy is not allowed to come out here unless the roof is completely clean and dry. In yeah, in January, oh my god, February in upstate. So yeah, in Albany. Yeah, how long is that gonna take? Ah, uh. so, which for us. We can deal with, we can live with, because my window is still intact. But, you know, the yeah. tree came inches. It, like, cornered our house where both windows had tree limbs inches away from the window. Mm-hmm. And the insurance guy, the evaluator, comes in, and he's, like, talking to me about everything under the sun, about how hard and annoying his job is. And I'm like, bro, it sounds like you need a new fucking job, man. You're not what, built for this. What was that movie with uh, Ben Stiller when he was the insurance agent? Remember that? With, um... Is it... Oh, my... Along uh, uh, came Polly when he was the insurance person. Oh, shit, I don't know. And he was, like, always going on about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and and the guy's, like... he After he came to... Right when he got to my house, he was, like, I just had to walk away from a house that had a huge hole in it because, like, it, the, if the temperature's not over 40 degrees as well, they won't come out. This is all Allstate stuff. Other insurance companies might be cooler about this, but Allstate, mm-hmm. oh, damn, fuck it. Get your shit together. So, like, if you have, like, a huge hole in your roof, they don't give a fuck. You're going to have to just tarp it and live with it like a squatter until it's warm enough or dry enough for them to come out and look at it. You know what though? I wonder if that's Allstate because my parents had a tree fall in their house in the past year, mm-hmm. um, and they made out like bandits. They got a brand new roof. They redid all the siding. They redid. Um, it fell on their AC unit. They redid the AC unit, and uh, it was like the best thing that ever happened to the house. That the tree fell on the roof and put a hole in there because um, they redid pretty much the whole exterior of their house <laughs> because of that tree. Damn. Well, yeah, you know. I I guess I don't know if they have Erie or you know some other like mainstream big name brand. Yeah, it sounds like they had some real damage too. Yeah, well you you know you're saying actual hole hole through the roof, and yeah. I know they had a hole in the roof like daylight in the attic. Wow. 
and that was how it worked out for them. But they live back in the middle of the woods too, like pretty similar to your backyard. It's insane. I still haven't gotten like updated paperwork since the insurance dude's been here. It's crazy. We'll see what happens. Yep. More later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it never ends, like we were saying. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Well, what do you want to talk about next? We got we got through the house stuff. You started a new job. We, we, we didn't get through the house stuff. I just didn't want to bore people with everything because I could go on about house stuff freaking forever. Like, I don't know. You know, if you said, Matt, my audience is 70% white men in their late 30s. Like, I would just talk forever about house stuff. <laughs> The, the demographic is like late 20s to 30s. Yeah. Definitely um, demographic so far. Some girls. Some girls are listening too. Shout out to them. Oh, content overload. You know, I know you said that. We, we've been saying content overload for the last like at least a year easily. Mm-hmm. And it is hard keeping up with stuff because we're watching – videos on YouTube. I'm like, yo, Matt, you got to watch this. You're listening to podcasts. Yo, Matt, you got to listen to this. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, I got a new, I, I got a new job and my commute is a bit longer now. I probably have about a 25 minute commute. Mm-hmm. So I've been pumping through the podcasts and, um, Canode especially, um, just really made me reevaluate how I conduct myself in a podcast and how I think about things and how I present myself. And it made me not that I didn't appreciate your time or not that I didn't respect your time, but in the back of my mind, I would say like, Oh, Matt's going to edit this out or, Oh, Matt will just do this. And you're fucking busy. You know, you're busy (laughs) doing stuff. And if I'm going to ramble or I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, you might not have the time to cut that out. So I need to focus on what I say, make sure it's important, make sure it's relevant and not ramble like I had been. Um, Cause I really got into Canode, uh, Steve-O, I like Steve-O's podcast. Yeah. Um, the Unclicked podcast were another one, um, keeping up with yours. And I guess that was, I mean, Canode just kind of like took over everything. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got, Two and a half hours a week now. That's what I'm going to listen to. Um, the unclicked ones, I'm not always the biggest fan. Like, you know, you and I have talked about that. They have to be really PC. Or sometimes they say weird things. Or it, it's cool when a pod doesn't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. And even though Canode is, has to answer to Dig, I don't ever feel like he is presenting himself or orchestrating things in a way that he has to answer to somebody but unclicked i feel like that like unclicked that becomes present where canode canode's just like cranking through him just rocking through him and he has a good flow and it's really organic with whoever he has on Mm -hmm. yeah but that just made me be that much more aware of what you and i are doing where time is precious and you're not just rambling you know actually have a focus on what's going on yeah, I mean, we should we should talk about our failed podcast. Like we actually had a failure. Like I, I, I went back, I listened to it, and I was just bummed out with myself. And I, <laughs> I, Same I here. applied, I applied my observations with Canode and other stuff going on. And then I was in a weird space where being trapped in Atlanta for a whole weekend, being stuck in an airport for like forty eight hours, my brain was just mush. And uh, 
yeah, I, I just was not, I could have conducted myself in a better manner and been more concise with things. So we kind of had, I don't know, I'll say my first failure. You know, I don't know if it was our first failure, it but I wasn't was super happy too. with it. I, I, I was so annoyed and frustrated with the doctors and the hip thing that basically the failed pod was like a bitch fest of me bitching about healthcare and you bitching about your, your travel woes. You yeah, know? it was. And I don't want to put listeners through that. Like, I don't want listeners to have to sit through me bitching about being in the airport and you, you know, and us both rambling about healthcare. I don't know. I want to be more constructive with what we present. Yeah. And, and basically I could sum up what I wasted 45 minutes on the failed pod and just say like, uh, you know, if you get an MRI, it's going to cost you like $3,000. Ask them for a file. They're going to give you a disc that you probably won't be able to use. I made it a point to schedule another appointment with this guy. And I brought the disc in. I'm like, what's up? I want yeah. to see you slide this in your disc drive, dog. I'm trying to find out what's up. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he pulls it up on a fucking web browser. I'm like, so, so these people could have just fucking... You know, whatever. But he, he was paging through my, my MRI with me, which was awesome. Like, that's exactly what I wanted. And he's like, he sees that little thing on my on my femur. And he's like, dude, that ain't nothing. And he, like, looks at the MRI and he's like, oh, I've disagreed with this guy before. That's interesting. Yeah. And he's like, dude. He's like, that ain't <clears throat> nothing. You got something there. And he's like, you could do physical therapy. You can get a shot. He's like, the shot will help. Uh, help ease the pain and then inflammation so then maybe you can work on it more but like my dad said like you can hurt yourself more that way too so it's like a catch-22 and then he was like and then the last thing the doctor said it was like you can go get your hip like scoped out which i think is like when they like smooth out because i basically have like a, a bone sticking out of my femur or a, a little corner yeah and I was like, yeah, I knew it wasn't just soft tissue. Like this, my shit feels like a, my whole joint is messed up, dog. So yeah, at least I got that far. Yeah. So, you know, you summed yours up in, in, in that amount, you know, what did we talk about that for 15 or 20 minutes? So you just summed it up in a minute. Hmm. I can sum my issues up with don't fly frontier and <laughs> don't fly over Christmas. Boom. Like that, that just eliminated my entire rant of what I went through. And it's like, Matt, you probably knew better, like, and look what you got yourself into. So, yeah, yeah we didn't want to put people through sitting through those two freaking rants. We're, you know, we're, we're not, we're not professional talking on the internet people, you know, we're still figuring shit out. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you talking about, oh, uh, the, uh, the likelihood of a podcast personality having an editor. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause there's been times where I've said, how do you have the time in the day? Like, I, I, I know I can be lazy. I know I might do this. I might do that. But how do you really truly have the time in the day to film this podcast, edit it, ride, live life, take a dump, sleep, you know, like, do you truly have all that time? Yeah. And it does kind of become apparent. There has to be some other force involved, whether it's an editor or whomever, but that's probably what it is. Yeah, I I think Canode's probably got some people helping him. He he's mentioned it before, and then that's that's kind of where I've come to it. Where I'm like, 
you know, how, how, what am I trying to get out of this? How much do I really want to put into this? Cause you know, I could be spending my time doing other things, but yeah, it, for me, it helps me. Cause I'm like not around my friends as much and I don't have that many friends here. So it's like the podcast turns into like a nice social thing for me. Yeah. I get a kick. That part I get a kick out of, you know, giving back to BMX, I get a kick out of, but like you said, like I had like seeing Canode pump shit out, seeing Brant pump shit out. It's like, you know, Brant does his live. He just like will do a live joint, and that's it. That's on the internet, dude. That that's, that's a special skill. That's an ability to be able to just raw dog it and like go through with no outline. Like, yeah, that that is a real skill, and people don't realize that. I mean, that goes back to that goes back to when we talked about, dude. I cannot get my freaking hat right. <laughs> oh my god, you see what I'm doing? Like, it is so crooked. Um, I mean, that goes back to when we were talking about Ricky and um, uh. Justin talking about like just slipping up on a live freaking thing because you are in the moment. Like that's such a real thing that people are not aware of. And they see all these um, fine tuned podcasts, whether it's Steve-O or, you know, whomever. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't realize like how many mistakes go into it or how, like if you're doing something else, if you can do a one take, that is a special ability. Yo, the Howard pod, no edits. That that was cool. And I, I was serious when I said that that might not be the most catchy thing ever, but that is documenting BMX history. And that is awesome just to have the person involved review that a decade later, you know, kind of review where they're at. How many other times has BMX content been reviewed by the person themselves in that kind of scenario. Yeah, from 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 starting to current. Yeah, I That's like it, it could exist out there, but yeah. I mean that was so beneficial to record and have it down. When you guys talking about the come up being lost and Venmo or not Venmo, uh Vimeo yeah. uh stuff being lost. So it's like okay, this is in different spokes podcast. This is documented. Somebody can save this. Somebody has this now and it's recorded. Yeah, and and it's, it's kind of weird because initially I had asked him to just talk about the Wit It video. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the whole idea. I helped him with the titles. I was like, you want to do a pod about it? He said, yeah, sure. And it just snowballed because it was like, I could just talk to him about that. But the more I thought about him, I was like, dude, this guy's got so much history. And I don't think we anybody's really heard it all. And he's been around for so long and he helps out so much. It's like, god damn yeah. Yeah. It's almost like um, we had to do that first before we can just shoot the shit about stuff. Yeah, and it it depends on what view you're taking because you could say, okay, that video didn't have an intro. It didn't have like the sound effects and the, hey, this is so-and-so. This is what we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what was recorded, it's so beneficial. Um, and yeah, everything's not structured that way. Where there's a lot of content where it might have like this really A through Z like perfected structure, but I'm like, the content didn't really bring me in or didn't like, wow me. Mm -hmm. um, and you were able to do something with this really uh, engaging, really intriguing content. Hell yeah! I hope uh, I hope Dig one uh, maybe it's a piece of criticism, whatever. I hope Dig like Dig posts like locals from here from there from brazil and all this shit and i'm like that's so fucking dope and we talked about this in the failed pod a little bit like 
kind of like the vibe of just click on videos. Like you're you're more pro clicking on random names than I am, and you'll be able to find more shit than I would because you're just willing to click on stuff. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know that name. I don't know if it's going to be good at all. So I'm not really worried about it. But the truth of the matter is, is if like, if there was any kind of like, even even like a short thing like a short little 15 minute thing about the video i know they dropped the rawls for like the big names Mm -hmm. but it's like all right you're gonna post a video of random rider x yeah can we get a little backstory on random rider x is this his first time on dig like anything that's where i think canode and dig could really really pop pop off um there's interesting pieces of that that i want to kind of like what's the word, like, dissect, um, where I, I tend to click on a lot of the foreign stuff, mm-hmm. and I might not even watch the riding. Like, I'll see a, a country, and I'll say, I want to watch the spots in that country. Right. And embarrassingly enough, I'm not watching the rider. I'm watching the spots. Or, like, I'm watching the, the surroundings. Yeah. And, um, some I, man, I was just listening to a pod and it was about the tricks, and I thought to myself, I'm not watching the tricks, I'm watching the spots, and I wonder how much of that phenomenon is out there, and that's why I am intrigued to click on the foreign stuff because I watch something from California and I'm like, oh, that's fine, that's fine, that's mm-hmm. fine, and I don't know if it's my age or my focus or what, but I'm not necessarily interested in what the rider is doing but I'm interested in the spot. Well, you know, uh, Howard kind of harped on that when he said it's about utilizing the spot, being something weird, searching, seeking out that spot, and then achieving a goal on that spot that you might not have ever found otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that's way more interesting to me than somebody going to Baldy or whatever ledges in California or whatever. And, and, possibly doing some never been done link of tricks where you, you lost me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've seen that spot before. Like I'm not that. So I, I mean, I'm sure everybody watches for all different reasons, yeah. but that's something that I watch for. And I don't know, I'm getting too rambly at this point, but, <laughs> but I wanted to say, you know, I click on all the weird stuff because when you see an edit from, I don't know, North Korea, I'm kind of making that up. When you see an edit from the Ukraine, I'm going to click on that because I really want to see old spots or spots I've never seen before. Because when you're doing something on some foreign spot, I can almost guarantee you it's harder than doing it on a spot in California. (laughs) That's just where my intrigue lies when it comes to content. Some third world crust. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Speaking of videos, there is a topic I wanted to bring up. We can... We can skip it if you want, but I, I wanted to mention props. Uh, so I saw your note, yeah. and when when the whole bulk, when the whole um, library came out, I bought it. Like, I bought it just to have it, so I don't know. I don't know if that's like an old person thing or, or what, but I was like, okay, this is in one place. I can buy three discs, and I'm going to have this whole library of history, and I have it now. And it was something that I wasn't able to, to collect over the years because I was like in my teens, right. 
partying, you know, whatever. Like I didn't collect it at the time. Mm -hmm. So to see it in one spot, I jumped on that and I paid the, I don't know, what was it? 60 bucks, 80 bucks, a hundred bucks. And I was just like, I'll have this forever. I got it. I'm good. So, yeah. So I asked for the props box set for Christmas. Yeah. And Leanne got me some bootleg (laughs) random shit. It was like props, Euro fools, props, how to, how to, uh, road fools, something or other six, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was just like, this ain't it. Like, it was cool. Mm-hmm. We watched the one video together where um, it was the one where Dave Asado was on, a couple other people. It was Wiz was on. You know, it was a good, fun video. But um, I wanted the box set, and then I was like, well, she had trouble finding it. Let me look into it. And I was like, oh, it's only available on fucking Blu-ray, fucking Blu-ray. So I get it though. They were uh, trying to yeah, nip, go ahead. They were trying to nip progression in the bud and and go from VHS mostly to a little bit of DVD to Blu-ray because they thought that was going to be the future. But it's like I don't know anyone with a blue. I guess if you're a gamer, well, you got like a, a no, dude. Movie. I was gonna say, what does everybody have? They have PlayStation, they have Xbox, they have whatever, and you can play that. Right. Um. I I I think. I sound, or I, I feel like I'm on the flip side of you where when Laura and I first met, like I still had a VHS player. She was like, yo, you got to throw that shit away, <laughs> throw it away. I had a DVD player. She was like, you got to throw that away. And uh, I even had a Blu-ray player and she was like, can you play that on your PlayStation? And I was like, yeah. She was like, you got to throw that away. <laughs> so like, you know, I wow. threw away all that stuff. And if I want to watch a DVD or a Blu-ray or whatever, I play it on my PlayStation. That's sick. Um, At least you have. Something. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I can put it in my laptop. Um, but there's times like we we plug her laptop into the TV, and again, you know, caveman Matt. I don't know what stuff is. You plug things in, like I don't know what I'm doing, but I I can play that Blu-ray on my PlayStation, mm-hmm. and like I am good. And I think so many kids or so many people nowadays do have a video game system where you are good to play that newer technology. And that newer technology does allow for the older DVDs. When it comes to VHS, that is a a, a, a sect of something that you do still need a VHS. I'm, you know, I'm saying a VHS player. You need yeah. a VCR. I know the word for it. Um, so, yeah, how many people did retain a VCR that they can play that older stuff? But when it comes to, like, a disc format, I think I think you are good with a Blu-ray. Like, so- is I don't, Blu-ray... I don't butt heads, but like, I think you are good with that. Is, is Blu-ray reverse compatible? Can you play plain Jane DVDs in there? I'm pretty sure I could. When I had a Blu-ray player before I was forced to throw it away. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I could play regular. So the only thing I ever ran into is European right. DVDs Different didn't people. always play yeah. on American DVD players. Like I, I got a, um, might've been like dub four, dub homegrown, whatever it was. And I couldn't play that on my DVD player, but I could play it. I might have had like Xbox at the time, and it would work on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. But American DVD players didn't always read foreign DVDs. So, what gaming system do you have? So maybe I'm just in the in the fucking past here with not actually having something that can play a Blu-ray. Um. So when Ishan 
Ishan got PlayStation 5, and um, he had a PlayStation 4, and I was like, yo, you looking to sell that? And he sold it to me for like 100 bucks, you know, whatever Damn. it might have been. Okay. And he basically gave me his PlayStation 4, and like I played, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a gamer, but like if I wake up early in the morning, I might play video games or like if Lara's away for the weekend, I might play a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that pretty much plays any kind of disc on a PlayStation 4. So that that's where I fucked up. So I have an iPad and then I found out that you can connect a like a controller to it. So oh, yeah. I, I do something similar to you, except I never I never ended up getting a gaming system. I, I get on the indoor bike. Yo, this is a yo life hack for anybody who has an indoor bike and it's got the winter blues and you're looking for the next best thing to BMX. I put on the Call of Duty fucking mobile thing, right? Oh, you were telling me about yo, this. Now, I, I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm playing Call of Duty while I'm pedaling on the on the indoor bike. Yep. And it's yep. great because you're, you're thinking <laughs> really fast, but you're like getting your physical out of, the, you know, so. I don't really need a system, so maybe I should just buy a DVD, a Blu-ray player, because then, because like now I'm looking at like, all right, maybe I'll grin and bear it and buy this, buy the Blu-ray kit, right, or the Blu-ray um, set. But I'm thinking, props isn't even around anymore. Like, what's this money even going to? Should I just like bootleg your version, you know, your discs, like? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't think a Blu-ray player is more than like eighty bucks. It's probably cheap. Like, I, yeah, they're probably cheap. I have no, yeah, I have Actually, no idea. Let's like, let's pull it but up. Like, ahead. yeah, go ahead, pull it up. Um, but yeah, if you don't play any kind of video games, you're right. What, what use is there here? I do play video games, just whatever I can get away with on the iPad. Yeah, I, you know, I get, I, I get enough out of playing Call of Duty that that's that's all i needed 60 um, bucks this you know you want to you want to talk about like a middle 30s rabbit hole um so so many of laura's girlfriends like they all have kids all their little kids watch all the disney movies yeah. when i moved out my mom gave me a freaking you know the box paper reams come in yes she gave me one of those of disney vhs's oh, wow. and i'm like okay great i have this now the white and i guess plastic. like if I wanted to show those, like if my kids wanted to watch Disney movies, and if you bought a Blu-ray VHS player, those probably exist. You know, people people had home movies. Like, think about how many like years of family videos are on VHSs. Yo. Um, yeah. But it's like worth the investment because it's eighty bucks. You're gonna be able to play Disney VHSs for your little kid. Like, I I don't know, like. Of yep. all the things you could have, like that's not the worst thing to invest eighty bucks in. Yeah, especially because you're gonna get so much enjoy. Like you just sold me on a Blu-ray player. I might buy the props box set tonight and a yeah. fucking Blu-ray player. Like I'm so yeah. excited. It's well, I and it I mean, so I have a giant fucking stack of discs that go back, I don't know, fifteen years, and I did need some kind of disc player, mm -hmm. and luckily it ultimately culminated in a PlayStation Four. But yeah. I would have had to keep something otherwise. Right. The only reason I got rid of the previous stuff was it was because, oh, can't you do this? Can't you do that? Oh, this can do that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't need all these. Toss them. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So basically, if you have like a modern video game console. You're good. And you have a VHS, a VCR, you're covered for all content. Right. Damn. 
I'm stoked. I'm all, yeah. I was all ready to bitch about props, but instead you turned me around and I'm about to fucking buy some shit. Yeah. Oh, and, and you have it and it's all in one place. And here, look, it takes up that much room on your DVD <laughs> shelf. You know, you could buy that, you know, however many my hands oh, aren't even yeah. big enough to cover everything. Or you can have that much mm-hmm. on your shelf Completely. and everything is there. I've always wanted to like go back and watch them, and it's like the the web presence like of all that shit is so sparse and weird. I know Angus was watching stuff. He was telling me that he was seeing some props episodes. We didn't even talk about. So Angus is moving two towns over from me. Yeah. So I'm, dude. I'm so stoked on that because like I need some type of new motivation, and for him to be two towns over, like we're not that we're in Bumblefuck, but like we're not in the most poppin' area mm-hmm. and he's in like an even less poppin' area than me. Damn. And he's coming up on drinking age. Finally, you know, how old is he? I, I don't even freaking know how old he is. He was so born it's like, okay, 2000 dude, he's been he was born in 2000. So he can finally drink, I guess. Yeah. So Angus is going to live two towns over, be able to drink. We have like three skate parks in between us. I have all these spots. He sent me a spot the other day. He was like, hey, found this on the new or on my way to my new job. I was like, dude, been there with Justin. Let's go. Like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, I have multiple weekends worth of gems where we live. And then you can go to Reading for like however many weekends, like, you know, however many days of riding, like Reading will keep you busy for a hot one. You go up to Allentown, you go up to Bethlehem. Like, I'm, I'm stoked for him to be out this way. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked and jealous. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, being jealous of somebody that's 21 years old, like not worrying about shit, having an apartment, like, but he, he does when him and I talk, he talks like an adult or like, uh, how do you define adult nowadays? He talks like somebody in their middle thirties where he'll like talk about work or he'll talk about this. I'm like, damn, dude, you sound like me. Like, you know, you sound like somebody 10 years older than you. Yeah. And, uh, just having him do like R and D for the pedals and like I've sent him like all these parts like it is gonna be awesome to have him close by now just with the with with the uh, the war path that he's been on and then how he can convey things and then where he's at in life like Angus is meant to be your modern pro like your modern young pro he brings everything to the table and I hope people recognize that because yeah. he has all those pieces. He really does. I last this past year, I actually drove down. Last time I was in PA was to hang out with. Well, before I came down for the Shimp Jam, I came down for his birthday. Yeah. And I was like, let's go, let's go. I was like, uh, what do you want to do? And he's like, let's go ride. I'm like, all right, sick. So we went and rode, and then afterwards we went and got a beer. And I was telling him like, dude, I wish I was like as well mannered and as smart as you. At, at yep. your age like how young you are like you're just he he is God. so much better focused we're like at his age i was worried about like alcohol getting laid and like bmx and like he just has such a better focus on life where he is just yeah. so far ahead of where i was i think he's got that like learn he's able to learn from others without having to make those mistakes Yes. Yeah. It's so beneficial to just like look at the people around you, be like, this guy fucked up. Don't do this. Yeah. Like, yo, remember, don't <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> remember when uh, uh, I had him and Reiner on? Yeah. And 
uh, Angus said something like, oh, yeah, and Matt, you're really into BMX. And I was like, damn, dude, you just like, <laughs> like, he, like he just called me out for being too into BMX, dude. Yeah, well, because he, he's got right. so many hobbies, like his car hobbies. You got to get him on here. Like, I think we should freaking three-way Angus, like get him on here because his car hobbies and what he's achieving. And you have a car hobby and you're like, flipping cars you're restoring cars that's like real life shit that's not just bmx that like doesn't get you anywhere like he's doing real life things that are beneficial to his progression and success in life and yeah i mean he he's kind of like an east coast denim cox in a way yeah yeah you know i don't even i don't even know that he can convey how successful he is like he has to be like analyzed (laughs) <laughs> like older people can be like Angus, you're doing this. He doesn't even know he's doing it, and how good of a thing it is that he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to be something for sure. Fucking, I watched him like, I remember when I first fucking met him. He was like, didn't have that many tricks. Like I, he was just a little kid. He was like 16, and he was like just <laughs> trying to like 180 the feeble grind. Like he just boom explosion <laughs> like he's a monster shout out to him yep so maybe uh af- i told him after he moves i'm trying to come down so maybe we can all like podcast in person or something that'd be fun as fuck that would be so sick yeah for us dude you're more than welcome to come here anytime um but yeah for us to be he's probably going to be like 15 minutes away from me yeah, um so yeah hell yeah there and there's so much to do like between the two of us if you came down like that would be awesome. Hell yeah. Yo, on our shared notes, I can see where you are, where your cursor is. That's I'm editing sick. right now, and I see MS on there. That's sick. And uh, I, I want to see what you have to say about commenting on random people's Instagrams. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I've done it. Uh, I don't do it to everybody. But, like, yeah. I've never met Demarcus Paul in person or anything, but – I'm a big fan of his fucking bar spins. I think he's got some of the nicest ones. And it's like, sometimes I comment on people's shit and I'm like, man, is this whack? Am I like super commenter, dude? Well, what kind of comments do you make? Huh? What kind of comments do you make? Always compliments. Always compliments. But it's also like, sometimes a random person will comment on my shit. And even if it's a compliment, it's like, it's like, you just think you can do that? It's almost like weird in a way. See, like, I'll, I'll comment on somebody I don't know, and I'll say uh, they'll do some crazy trick, and I'll be like, damn, that spot looks awesome. Like, I don't know if that's, like, not addressing what they did, but that was my focus where I'm like, yo, I was looking at the spot. I wasn't really watching you. Like, I don't know. I think it's all all's fair as long as you're not like, where is the spot? Or Yeah, as long as it's positive. Yo, that spot looks awesome. Okay. Yeah. I gave you a compliment, kind of. I remember when, like, on the Yeah Instagram, especially when it was, like, we were riding street that day and we posted that day, people would be like, where's the spot? Where's the spot? Everybody, like, it was, like, the default comment, where's the spot? And it's like, motherfucker, I'm not telling you in a public forum. Like, DM me, maybe? Yeah, we talked about that before. I'm not telling you where I committed a trespassing 
fine or you know i, I broke the law yeah. trespassing or you know vandalism or whatever oh yeah it's right by perth amboy high school like i'll see you there on tuesdays between 6 and 11 you know like yo don't even get me started on how i fell for that like did i ever tell you that story <laughs> no oh dude so it was jeff with glasses got me oh i know it's fucking hilarious like so he got me i i never even knew anything he got me like 15 years ago so i asked him where his spot was fully trusting humanity he says oh behind perth amboy high school so i fucking drive like three hours out there and uh i'm like circling the high school i'm like i don't see it and like dude i knew nothing about that like he fully got me like i completely fell for it like damn yep i was that i mean we made the best of it i forget who i drove out with mm -hmm. but i fully went three hours to perth amboy high school did not find the spot got dicked he got me i fell for it so hey that was me in like my early 20s got me i've uh i've driven to a spot before without my bike and got there i was like wait it's not in the trunk back when i had that volkswagen that uh that jetta oh yeah i i specifically bought that car because i could fit my bike in the trunk without taking anything off back when we had little bars you know yeah and i swore it was in the trunk get to the spot it was like a barrier spot where the barrier was like knocked over i'm like oh fuck it was it wasn't as far as three hours though that's for sure i mean that had to be damn near what was that 15 years ago i mean that was easily almost 20 years ago you did that yeah how crazy that was that? pre-smartphone mm -hmm. the angel of death i remember like on your front windshield it said angel of death on the top yeah i was like really stoked on that for some reason i still have a picture of it somewhere <laughs> I probably looked like the biggest goon driving that shit around. I don't know what people would have thought back then. Like I, cause I had that van that the whole rear windshield was the two by four death metal logo. And like, I probably looked like such a, a police target, like this guy <laughs> over, like this guy in this minivan with black steelies and this stupid two by four death metal logo on the whole rear windshield. <laughs> Oh yeah, big time. Like I think about I think about that now. Um it might have been a GT trip. I forget who it was. It was either profile profile or GT and um somebody's driving like a white Honda minivan mm -hmm. and I was like, dude, that's the sleeper. Like that's how you have to fucking do it. Don't draw attention, you know, don't have like some big van with stickers all over it. Just have the sleeper. Just blend yep. in like low key. Yep. I don't even put any stickers on my car anymore. Like, fuck that. Oh, I got none on mine. I'm like, I want no attention drawn to me at all. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you come – it's like at one point we both had, like, stickers all over our car, big stickers. And then, like, now we're like, yeah, let's keep it low-key. And now, yep. now that we've gotten to that point and we see people with, like, stickers in their car, it's like they're just dying for you to ask them about that sticker on their car. I, I, yeah, it can go any type of way, but like it's just the idea that like cops are out to get you. They're looking for something that like gets their attention, and they're gonna like come after you based on that. Yeah, it's just gets a little screwy. But uh, yeah, I think it's okay to comment on random people's IGs. But I, I wonder what everybody else thinks. I kind of wanted to open that up to the audience and see if they can chime in on it. <laughs> And I, I, I guess it, de it depends on your clout. You know, is it 
the yeah or different spokes commenting on your your post or is it matt lawhead with like 1500 followers like i don't know is there a difference in how you receive who's commenting yeah because you know what like I, I i've had random people you know now that i'm thinking about this i have had random people comment and if I go on your Instagram and you kind of look like me, I'm going to take you a little more seriously. Or if I go on your Instagram and you have you smoking weed in a trailer and insane clown posse logos, like I'm going to react differently than if you look like me or not. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I, I, uh, there's like that, that, um, that one dude I follow, he's, he's, he's a small person. He like rides like a 16 inch bike. I think he's in like, ecuador or brazil or somewhere oh yeah i forget but he had this one line and i was like yo that was fucking fire like i'm so stoked on this dude like more props to him i like commented like a little fire emoji and i saw that he liked it and i'm like hell yeah you know well, i exist <laughs> yeah and and so if it's somebody foreign like all the rules go out the window you can say whatever not whatever you want you can say constructively whatever you want to anybody foreign yeah and they're gonna have to translate it but it's going to be positive as long as it's positive like people want to see that stuff oh i uh i commented on albert mercado's instagram recently shout out to him yeah uh he did like a he hopped on like a big concrete ball to jump on another concrete ball and um demarcus paul commented on it with like an eight ball and yeah. i immediately was thinking about pool when i saw uh albert's clip and my dad is like a semi-pro pool player. He like hustles people in the county. He's like, he's legit. In Lebanon? Huh? In Lebanon? Yeah, he's like, he's like <laughs> legit for like that wing of the state or something. But um, they, they always talk about English, you know? You've got to put English on the ball. That's how you get like the weird spin. It's also in ping pong, you know, when you're spinning the ball. Yep. So I commented on it and I said, that's some good English you got there. And I was like, I hope he takes this the right way. Like Albert and I have, have commented back and forth enough that I, I hope and think he'll take this the right way. I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah, but I think he did. He, he liked it at the very least, <laughs> but yeah, like, Oh man. Should we talk about some of the, some of the fire edits we saw recently? I mean, there's so many, dude. It's hard to keep up with. That's that. Yo, that's that content overload. Well, we we you, so we talked about this. Julian's edit, and it was super interesting. Like, what happened with that? Like, ABD of that edit. Like, where did that go? Like, we kind of talked about that. ABD. Um, didn't he have a clip in the edit that was ABD? The new Julian edit. Yeah. I, if he, I mean, I I, I so I didn't. I didn't really grasp all, everything that was going on, but it felt like somebody had done it. He had done it. I don't know if it was like in the trailer. I don't think it was in the edit, but um, it seemed like there was some degree of overlap. But if you didn't see any of that, like we don't have to harp on it, but I thought that was out there. But no, any you know anything that Sunday puts out is awesome. Anything that Julian puts out is awesome. Um, you don't even have to like, I, I mean, I feel like if you see those names, there's no question. Like, click on it, play it. Yeah. It's going to be good. You're going to enjoy yourself. Play it big on the TV, and it's going to be really watchable. That that Julian edit is is one of the is something I feel like I could watch again. It was so satisfying to watch. 
Oh, yeah. It was a DVD part that if it was on a disc, I would play it again. You're exactly right. Like, the way he was, like, popping out of, like, tucking his knees up, you know? That goes a long yep. way. <laughs> he he reminds me of Dak to an extent with, like, how he conducts himself. Ooh, my printer's done. Ooh, do you want to do something, like, literally on video right now of the printer, like, sure. with the levers? Yeah. Let me uh let me unplug my headphones. Cool. So can you can you hear me? Yep. Like nod if you can hear me. So these are some yeah levers different or spoke. different spoke <laughs> levers that are done right now. Just came hot off the press. Hot off the press. He's not gonna bend. We're gonna pop these bad boys off, brand new. I don't know if you can hear me, but we're going to try to do this anyway. I don't so think these are me. fresh. They got a little bit of a uh, little bit of boogies on there, but this is fresh off the printer. Different spokes. Oh, there we go. Different, there it is. different spokes nice. right off the printer. So that's what you get. I don't know where the thing is, but so yeah, that is how they come off. Right they off the off printer right now, mid-podcast. Matt, can't hear you. Sorry, took my headphones out. But we're good. So, real good. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I had no headphones. I don't know. That was kind of cool. Like, I did not plan. I can't do technology. I'm not good at that. But that was kind of cool to have, like, some levers come hot off the printer in the middle of the podcast. That was cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, what were you saying? Like, sorry, I couldn't hear shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to like show people. I thought that was really cool that they're. So you don't have to and, like clean them up at all. You don't have to break anything off so, or nothing. I mean, there's like a tiny bit of boogies on there, but um, no. I mean, that is ready. I mean, that yeah, that's that's strong. Like, you have to really try to break that. Like, you would literally. You you would have to have the intent of breaking it to break it. Right. So we should say I mean, we should mention that you're printing with a tough grade stuff. You're not printing with yeah. plain Jane shit. Yeah, I mean, well, so the orange ones are the strongest filament that I've used. Um, and this is kind of a newer, not a newer filament. It's a newer filament for me. Um, but they have a lot of colors available. So you know, maybe if people are really into them and they hold up well. Um, this filament has more colors than like any other brand that I've really tried printing with that I've been happy with. So I've had no failures. I did that Benchy. Perfect. I mean, so to have no failures at all, I'm very happy That's with how solid. that filament's performed. Solid. I didn't mean to like railroad what we were doing, but I heard the printer kick yeah. off and I was like, I got to do this mid podcast. Like levers are done. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even hear the printer running, but it does sound like your audio is way more clear now. Yeah, I mean, you can see the spool. Actually, I can't fucking point to it because it's reverse. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> There's the spool right there. I'm terrible at, like, how the camera works and all that. But, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's been fun because I told you about that one filament that um, the neon green ones. Like, I was not happy with that filament. I had a couple failures. Like, mm -hmm. it just pissed me off. And um, you learn what you want to print with. And uh, how yeah. things hold up. 
it's like to get certain colors sometimes weird shit has to happen and that fucks with uh the makeup of certain things yeah because i know down the line like what people purchase it might be purchased based on color but i want the performance to still be there Mm -hmm. um so i want to make sure that brand can perform well um and it's not just like color based so we, we, we know what the strongest, best product is, but they have the fewest colors. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Are people going to want to buy based on color or based on performance? We'll find out. We will fucketh around and findeth out. <laughs> These tire levers have been a focus of my life for like three months now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've spent so much time like, like yeah. I dove, sent you the file I've been, and you just like dived into this. Yeah. So it's been fun. It was a learning, learning uh, experience, and it's been fun to do together. Hell yeah. Shit, man. Where do we go from here? Oh, man. What do we cover? Um, I think we covered we covered a ton of stuff. What are we at? The hour and a half mark? Yeah. Um, hold on. We probably have some shit we didn't talk about. Um, I don't even know that we have to break down, like, any specific edit it would be kind of interesting to talk about like what we watch outside of bmx edits like i know i send you dude i send you snow skating i send you snowboarding i send you freaking all kinds of edits outside of bmx and um that's super interesting we talked about that we talked about that par- uh, parkour contest that we watched oh, yeah. a while ago that was crazy um but just just seeing how people create content so similar to ours whether it's like on snow or whether it's on a scooter whatever that content is just as enjoyable to watch as bmx content based on the spots and what people are doing that that's like fun yo if you're like open to those ideas right i was gonna say like even random shit like there's this guy named jerry rig everything uh he fucking he does a lot of cool shit, but uh, one of the things he was doing is he was building his own electric Hummer. Like, That's cool. The dude just, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like one thing you have to, you have to have the skills to do the thing you're going to do. Then you have to document it and then you have to like edit it in a, in a palatable format and put it out there. It's like, there's a lot more work to it behind the scenes of like shit than well, and just drawing in the audience, like what I watch on YouTube is so like, I watch goofy stuff on YouTube that people wouldn't normally think about. I watch this guy in Florida that does scrapping and he <laughs> scraps like, dude, I'm serious. I watch yeah. this guy and um, it's him like breaking down like copper tubing, like copper, um, you know, whatever aluminum. And I'm super intrigued by that because homeboy is making like, 1500 bucks in a day and i'm like i don't fucking make that like granted more goes into it than that but it's like okay you're making 1500 bucks in a day i don't make that you own your own shop and you're doing all this in florida so i'm intrigued by that um it's it's all about how you present the content like i watch another i watch this like goofball kid that lives in florida and um he catches fish like in the sewers and like in the ponds of Florida. And then I, I guess he sells them. I don't know what he does, but um, I'm like, okay, you sucked me in. Like, I'm so intrigued by this. Like, I don't, I don't understand catching crayfish in a sewer in Florida. Like 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I watch, I'm doing like my top three. So I watch another guy that he paints Warhammer miniatures. Like you and I were talking about Warhammer, like 40K and fantasy. And um, I watch what he does and I'm kind of envious. Like I wish I had that skill to like paint something like that and create that. So you might be primarily involved in house projects and BMX, but you wind up watching somebody that's painting miniatures, catching fish in Florida and scrapping freaking <laughs> copper. Like, I don't, you know, you just yeah. wind up going down different rabbit holes of what you're, you don't even know you're interested in until you see it pop up and then it's like, okay, I'm going to follow that. Yeah. Like home, home shit. Like there's like Instagram accounts. I started following like doing like real quick home fixes, random things. Like there's so much out there. And like, I'll sometimes put off watching an edit. Cause I'm like, I have the time to watch it this second, but I'm not near my TV. I don't want to watch it on my phone. On an exactly. Yep. You got to watch it big on the TV. I want it, I want it big. Because I, I, I want to enjoy the BMX content, especially as much as possible. And I feel like there's a lot of edits that have come out that I haven't even seen yet. But I got – I'll talk to you after this. I got some ideas on how we can tackle that. Um, I I love when – you know, I might I might be old and disconnected. But like Trevor Sicklock on um, Colt, like I didn't know he was on Colt. Like I kind of lost track of him. Like I, I remember Trevor Sicklock when he was on Fit with long dreadlocks mm -hmm. and I go on my YouTube one day and I'm like, okay, I see Trevor Siglock on Colt and he's dropping in on a roof Yeah. and um, you know, he's riding pools. Well, I knew he was doing, he made his own DIY. Like I was kind of keeping up with that, like whatever his Instagram was, but I'm like, that's awesome that he's, he created his own DIY. Um, but to see him pop up, you know, and, and again, like, I'm a product of algorithms. Mm -hmm. So Colt, Trevor Siglock, whatever pops up on my YouTube algorithm. And, um, and I fully feed into that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to click in, click on that. Like, you know, it's BMX, it's DIY, it's whatever. And I wind up watching his edit and I'm like, yo, Matt, this is awesome. Watch this. And, um, it's just super interesting. Like the algorithms, they, they know you like, be conscious of what you click on because your algorithms are going to like follow you. Yeah. So if you do have a direction that you want to go in, click on those algorithms with purpose Yeah. and you'll be given content that you are interested in. Yeah. You can be intentional. You don't have to be a victim of the algorithm. You can actually benefit from it if you're in. Exactly. Yeah. I did that with my personal Instagram. I got, I've been getting really into calligraphy. It's, Something mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be good at, but been cursed to be bad at because I'm left-handed. Uh, so if you if you see a video, right-handed people like calligraphy was meant for right-handed people that used to have to like write the Bible word for word. Okay, so these people, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they were writing it, but they also were trying to write fast. So if you look up left-handed calligraphy, they're turning the paper sideways, they're writing shit upside down, they're turning their wrist weird, and it's like bro i want my shit to flow like i'm seeing all these right-handed people do it yeah so i found some left-handed people i'm clicking on this shit now my explore page nothing but calligraphy and i love it but <laughs> it goes back to what we were saying about like uh depends on who comments on what like because for the longest time i would just comment as the yeah 
and it wasn't until uh, I left kink that I started my personal Instagram and now between different spokes the yeah and my personal it's like I'm kind of following the same people in all three which kind of sucks and I'm I'm at the point not to throw us into this topic but we'll see where we go um, of segmenting my my feeds out so I was thinking of following all the BMX people especially the BMX people I don't know that well on different spokes IG and hiding them off my personal not unfollowing them just hiding them so that way like I go on my personal feed I see shit a little bit more you know closer to personal and I can go on different spokes and that's when I can extend those olive branches out and see like some random shit does that make sense like well yeah <clears throat> so there is playing the game of going down like youtube rabbit holes and like keeping up with those algorithms and then there's um like zach and i talk about once your content is not on youtube anymore you go on to another like, like odyssey like the fun stuff um you're on odyssey with two e's um looking up content whether it's print shoot repeat you know exact stuff whomever and you're in a whole different browser trying to figure out stuff because mm. you're playing against the algorithms of youtube where youtube doesn't allow that anymore and it's like okay i have to move on to another platform now i'm looking at this and i you know Certain genres like outgrow YouTube or YouTube only takes you so far right. and then you have to move on to something else. And it's like, it's kind of like how like MySpace died is Instagram dying. You, you have Twitter, you have Snapchat, like they, they fill, they fill their like niche realms of things, but you play the algorithm game and then there's like, okay, I, I want to go towards this, but what do I really want to find? And what you really want to find might be on a different platform. And then there's what YouTube tells you is okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of play that fine line where it's like, okay, I enjoy finding like scrapping and fish videos on YouTube, but I want to find like building fun projects somewhere else. And then I wind up on Odyssey and I'm going down like an Odyssey rabbit hole. Mm -hmm, right. Because you, you know what I'm talking about, like yeah. different projects that – um Different interests you can't get in certain places. Yeah, different different projects that aren't mainstream that like YouTube doesn't support, Google doesn't support, and you have to go to a different entity to find insight on those projects that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Big time. I did see on that Trevor uh, Siglock either was on Instagram or YouTube. I forget which one, but the comments on it were like – Ah, oh, he's on call. He's on call. Like, I think that was his welcome to video. Yeah, exactly. It was like a good way to announce. And, and really, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. People hadn't seen anything from him. He, I didn't really know he cut his hair off. You know, like maybe I'm the average viewer, mm -hmm. but I'm the average viewer. And I'm like, oh, you cut your hair off. Oh, you're on a different company. Oh, you're doing this. I had really only seen that he, he made that DIY and that was like his thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, do we tackle how many people have left fit and long cold? Like, do we really talk about that? But like, that seems to be such a trend where people want, Oh, well, so, um, we didn't talk about the, um, the unclicked podcast with the, um, the creativity and kind of calling out Tate 
dude, that kind of like caused some drama. And then uh, calling out Yumi. Dude, I did not know Yumi had left fit. I didn't know he was on Stranger. <laughs> I don't even really know what Stranger's doing. Um, they're like super interesting. Like, feel free to cut this out later. But like, I don't know. I don't keep up with them. Like, they're not in the public eye. Um, but I did not know Yumi had left fit to go to Stranger. I knew he was on Stranger, but that's probably as much as I like had had gathered. That was it. Well, and the way his writing was described, like it was so interesting because you're doing something that is difficult, it's unique, and it's not dangerous, but it's still watchable. I mean, some of the stuff. So that's all the value. What's that? I'm sorry. I said so that that you know that creates all the value where it's watchable, it's unique, it's interesting. The the danger aspect isn't there but i'm still drawn in right. like it's still so interesting to watch yeah i i guess i'll cut this out but i'll just say it but like the way he would i stopped following him a long time ago because the way he was self-editing i was like yo i can't handle this and i mean he was ahead of the curve in the self-editing realm in a sense because he was like basically making uh tiktoks with his riding you know like here's here's a b-roll of a butterfly all of a sudden i just did a peg doink and it's like jesus christ dude well and you know i remember talking shit at the time and being like fuck you know whatever like not into it but in hindsight watching what he's doing and i i can see the value in it now yeah it really wasn't and um it is something different. And, you know, the different stuff is what catches your eye. And you're going to click on that. And even if you don't enjoy it, you're going to be more likely to click on it than if you do enjoy it. And, 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 and you know, you could even apply that there's a cultural difference. You know, he might not understand why Americans are reacting in the way they are mm-hmm. because this might be the way things are where he's from. Right. And, um, there's that cultural like divide, that cultural difference. And I don't know, you have to have a, a, a wider mindset of viewing something than just hating on it because of how like America is. Yeah, for sure. Oh shit. Oh. I mean, I guess that puts us into the active versus whacktive type shit. <sighs> Dude, so that's something I think about all the time. So um, it was crazy how it didn't even dawn on me till like pretty recently. But, um, you know, all the podcasts that we do, we record. And, you know, we might be viewing videos. We might be looking at a product. We might be looking at a shoe, whatever. And I found my myself, whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I have my earmuffs on. I'm doing yard work. I'm doing something in the basement. I'm doing something where ultimately I'm never at a screen. Um, recently, you know, I'm driving to and from work, and I thought to myself, like, all this content where it, you know, whether it's something you and I are doing or Canode's doing or Unclicked is, you know, whomever, yeah. I'm like, I'm not watching this. I'm only listening to this. And it was super interesting where I was, it, it never even dawned on me that you and I were making videos and I was like, I'm not watching these. It never <laughs> clicked. It never, it never clicked with me. It just never really sunk in until, um, you know, you and Howard did the one podcast. And then I think, um, 
Canode and Felix were doing a podcast. And I was like, I'm driving to and from work. I'm not watching this. So like I'm missing out. And it was super interesting. We're like, you know, this content is being viewed, but ultimately I'm listening to this where I'm driving. I'm not, I'm, I'm listening solely. I'm not viewing. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just never dawned on me that you and I were creating content that people might only be listening, not viewing. Um, and that was kind of like an interesting revelation for me where how many people are just listening, not viewing. Right. And that's why I wanted to get the video stuff set up correctly because if there's, I mean, I want to be able to show something when it does become important to be visual like like when you listen to the rogan pod or anybody really and like they pull up uh you know a new electric car that's got a fake muffler and they're playing and you get you're like i want to see what that car looks like i'll pull my phone out i'll tap and i'll like pull it up and and watch you know that part that's actually worth watching and then go back to just solely listening and I, i wanted our my our podcast to be that way so that way like when the visual when the visuals are needed, we can have them. Well, so, so what I ran into is I'm driving to work mm-hmm. and I can't pull that up. Right. And like I said, it never dawned on me before. And it made me want to think like how many people are actively sitting at a screen or how many people can access their phone. And like, what is the dynamic of you're driving to work or you're doing yard work? Like, your headphones are the only thing and how many people can view the content. And then it it just never dawned on me before. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about people are staring at you talking. Well, yeah. You know, if, if if somebody is consuming your content, like are they sitting at work watching this or are they sitting at home? But I, I just saw an edit of um, like some girl made a TikTok of her boyfriend watching like competitive call of duty on TV. Jeez. And she, it, the, the topic was like, does your boyfriend watch uh, competitive video games? Like he watches NFL sports. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like who is watching a podcast on TV or who is like, how do people consume content? Just because like I listen to content driving to and from work, but how many other ways of listening to this are out there. Mm-hmm. The the Spotify one I like a lot because you don't have to have a YouTube subscription. You're like you don't have to pay for YouTube Premium, and you can like listen, but then also view whenever you feel like it, and still be able to turn your phone off and put it in your pocket without the screen going. Which I think is pretty sweet. Well, yeah, that's like when you send me like YouTube videos, I'm like, motherfucker, I can't X out of this and like do yard work. Like you sent yeah. me this freaking YouTube <laughs> video and you're like, oh, just download you, uh, download YouTube premium. I'm like, I don't have YouTube premium. Like I can't Yo, freaking watch this. Like, it's worth I don't know. I'm, gi- I'm giving you a hard time, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of funny when that comes up. Mm-hmm. Big time. So yeah, I got some ideas of how we can. We can do some more visual stuff moving forward for sure. But uh, it would be interesting to see like who solely listens and who views. Like, can you see that on your end? No, I mean, not really, because okay, I didn't know if there were like like a, a spreadsheet of 
who listens and who views. That's the next. That's gonna have to be the next analytic that that drops because, like, I can see on YouTube that people watch and then, like, the retention goes down as the video goes longer. But I can't see. Oh, that person actually watched it. That person actually listened to it. But because the podcast is published in all these different places, it it's like a like a like a soft version of that. So it's like okay, I got a hundred views. On YouTube but I got 300 views on the podcast thing and if I go into the podcast thing I can see how many people listen to Spotify where you can also view it so it's like it's not quite accurate to what you want what you're talking about but it's like uh, you know well and you know what I apologize I kind of took away from your original um, your original focus was um, engagement and um, like, where do you draw the line of what is engaging and what is like whack? And I said like, do you have people do a video about like using your spoke uh, tire levers? Like, do you have a video about like how do you use this wax? Like, where do you draw the line of like you're trying too hard and people actually like engaging you like? really in the field and um yeah, i mean you see stuff all the time it'll be like somebody that'll say like i don't know how how do you wear this like what do you do at night or like something's fucking stupid and um like i know that yeah it doesn't want to be that but you also want to have the feedback of how do people use these tire levers how do people use this wax like what are you doing and um it is like an interesting concept of what do you, what are the um, customers, you know, the clients doing in the field? Yeah, I think it comes back to like maybe a little bit of branding, thinking of it that way. Like if I make a video about, oh, this is how you use the tire lever. This is how you don't break the tire lever, whatever, you know, like yeah. if I did another video that same time the following week this is how you use the tire lever again you know like and maybe use a different title but end up the content is still basically the same i think that's where it gets whack okay it becomes like deceiving like if as long as you have like a fresh point or like it's like informative you ever hear mr beast talk about this shit it's actually really good i know who you mean but like i've never seen any of his stuff yo he's He's super captivating to listen to him talk because he's like, it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. It's all about making a good video. He's like, if your video is good, the, the, it, it will be rewarded by the algorithm and blow up. Perfect example is like I published uh, a little snippet of Howard and I talking about the animal let him have it graphics. And I didn't pull up the graphics when we were talking about them. But in retrospect, after I posted it, I'm like, I could have threw up each graphic as we were talking about it. Even like yeah. when he was talking about the animal, can I eat Vinny salmon graphics? I was like, mm -hmm. if I really wanted to, I, and this goes back to what you were saying before, like having the time to really make that two minute video as interesting as possible to the person watching, which is something I'm trying to do rolling forward. Like it's baby steps because... I got other shit going on 
you know, I don't have that much time, you know, I'm spending two hours doing this podcast and I'm going to spend two hours making all these little videos and then editing them down. Well, yeah. And like, where, where do you dump your effort? Is somebody watching this or are they listening? Mm-hmm. Like, cause like I find myself, like, I don't ever watch uh, podcast content. I listen to it. So what is the average person doing? Like, are they sitting at their TV? Are they sitting at like, I don't know, any kind of workplace? Like, we could do it this way. If you're li- if you made it this far in this video, comment on YouTube, tweet at us, comment on Instagram, let us know if you watched or listened to it. That's that's the first step right here. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Like, if you got this far, are you listening or watching? Yeah. And um. Yeah, I would say like I'm listening because I'm outside doing yard work, like I'm doing housework, like whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and you know the benefit of this podcast is other than maybe like the um, tire levers, like what visual did we have? Not much so far, other than like the the tire levers and the the merch. Yeah. That's about um, it. yo, let me hit the bathroom real quick, and I'll be like two seconds. But uh, thanks again for uh, being on the show. Yeah, for sure. It was fun. We're at like two and a half hours, like almost on the dot. Like, I think we did like our last failure was like such a bummer. Like, I think we did way better this time. So uh, glad we were more concise and glad we like had our topics planned out. And I think um, this can definitely be like a more, maybe not weekly, but like by not bi-monthly. What do you call like two weeks? Like bi-weekly. bi-weekly. <laughs> like I, I think we can pull this off like pretty more regularly, like for people to be interested in and people to find this like relatable. Like yeah. I think we can achieve that. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, have a good rest of your day and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy your uh, Sunday afternoon. Hell yeah. See you, man. Time to work on the house. Peace. Yeah. Right. <laughs>